today is dedicated to privacy tech, things other than just Monero. So you heard, we heard about, we just heard about Bitcoin privacy tech. Next, we're going to hear about Xano. We already heard a little about, bit about it the other day, but now we're going to hear about Zarkanium, which is the proof of stake scheme that they are working on or have developed, correct? It's already been developed? Yes, it's already been developed. Actually, it's in the testnet uh, of Xano uh, since November. And so it's, this is going to be a talk by uh, Savel, is the, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. I'm, my name is Val, and by, I most known maybe by handle Sol. So I'm a research developer from Adzano. And you did this in collaboration with Co, who's up until this day, I think, has been more known for working on Monero-related Monero things, right? Yeah, they asked me to take a look at their papers, so I ended up helping them. So very exciting that we have both of them here presenting on this, and it's beautiful to see this collaboration taking place in the privacy tech space. Take it away, guys. Can I have another mic? Sure. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Guys, can you, can you see the cursor over there on screen? Yeah, super. Uh, so we would like to talk about proof of stake today. Uh, so Zano, from the inception, uh, had uh, hybrid proof-of-work and proof-of-stake consensus that was initially developed and implemented by CryptoZorbic over there. And, uh, well, at some point we decided as being a crypto, crypto node coin because Zano is evolution of Bulberry and Bulberry is uh, implementation of CryptoNode. So at some point we decided that we actually need to move forward and to implement hidden amounts. And at that moment, uh, Zano already had this hybrid proof of work and proof of stake consensus. So we faced a new challenge, how to like face, how to implement uh, these hidden amounts uh, on top of the existing proof of stake consensus. So for, for the start, I would like to talk a little bit about how the stochastic proof of stake works. works. Um, so there are plenty of, like several uh, proof of stake models known. Uh, one, one of them are stochastic proof of stake that we will be talking uh, today and uh, like Maybe most known proof of stake model are PBFT model that uh, have quite wide adoption, uh, to my to my knowledge. Uh, so today we will be focusing on what uh, model that Zan implemented. It's uh, for for us it considered to be like more legitarian because we don't actually need the list of uh, uh, like fix it, uh, validators, or kind of thing. So I would like to like briefly uh, discuss how it, how it works, this stochastic proof of stake model. Actually, this, this model appeared in, firstly, in Peercoin in 2012, I think. Uh, and this model was uh, later implemented in Zano and other projects. So how it works, like in brief, we have here uh, a blockchain that grows downwards on this picture, and we have a wallet full of UTXOs, so unspent transaction outputs, 
let's imagine it's Alice wallets and uh, let's imagine that Alice would like to mine a new proof of stake block. So here uh, on the left side you, you can see the blockchain has like proof of stake and proof of work block at the same time. So it's like we, we are done having like approximately 50% of, of each time. So uh, the first thing Alice uh, need to do is to fill up some special structure, data structure, and it like very simple. It consists all, only of four fields. The uh, first two fields basically is the current state of the It contains the hash of the last known proof of work block and also the uh, like kind of hash of last known proof of stake block. And uh, then she uh, use like kind of set of possible timestamps. Uh, this is a special uh, special thing uh, that necessary to to limit number of attempts like uh, Alice have for each proof of stake iteration. And for for the for the last field, uh, she takes. Uh, an output from her wallet and calculate a K image for this output. She obviously uh, can do this because she owns this output and she put this K image into the as the last field. So uh, this completes this data structure and then Alice calculates uh, a cryptographic hash. As a result of calculating this cryptographic hash, he gets some value. And we can consider this value as a poor random thing because it can be predicted the, the value of this hash. So it's uh, age, value h over there. And after that, like uh, likewise, it happens for proof of work mining. You after you getting uh, a hash, you compare this hash with a kind of boundary that is set. Uh, for a uh, given iteration. And if uh, that given hash that we consider to be uh, quite random is uh, lower than this boundary, then uh, Alice wins this condition and actually she, she can mine a proof of stake block over there. So uh, to make it, um, to make it uh, like dependent on what actually amount of coins Alice has. Uh, here, this boundary includes uh, actual amount of, of an output that Alice selected for this stake iteration. And uh, also, you can see here, uh, a proof of current proof of stake difficulty is used. So what it means that as, uh, as, as much uh, amount Alice has for a certain output, then she uh, would have more chances to win this condition. And uh, difficulty uh, allows this system to be by the, by the network. So as like more coins are mined, difficulty goes the same way as it works for like normal proof of work classic consensus. Uh, and this system works actually pretty good because uh, it's quite simple. Um, and let, let me like uh, 
Yeah, one sure. thing I want to highlight with this design is it's it's actually quite analogous to proof of work more than you might expect. So, so after after a block is mined, there you can you can consider time to be um, discretized into time components. And so as time passes for each time component, you do this, you perform this test. So like in proof of work where, where a miner is continuously recomputing nonces, in this proof of stake model, as time passes for each time block, you recompute uh, the hash condition for all the, the UTXOs that you own that have been uh, committed to the staking protocol. Yeah, thanks. And uh, this boundary that are used for uh, possible timestamps that's shown, shown on over there uh, is uh, de defined by network rules. And uh, actually, these, these possible timestamps are discrete. So it like goes uh, in, a, uh, in a division by 50 seconds. So that means that, for instance, if uh, Alice check all her outputs in her wallet for this uh, inequality, and no one wins this condition, Alice would need to wait uh, 50 seconds to uh, get another possible set of these timestamps. So that makes it uh, like CPU, um, yeah, CPU cheap, thanks. <laughs> it makes it CPU cheap because uh, like you, you only need to check all your outputs once in a while. And after that, you, you need to wait for network condition change. For instance, someone would mine a, a proof of work block or like another proof of, proof of stake block. And uh, this uh, would change this part over there. So effectively, you would, uh, as a result, you would get another uh, set of hashes and another set of chances of winning. So this could be considered like a lottery. Like you, you have like a lottery uh, ticket here, and like you have like a lottery ticket that costs more and have uh, and give you more proportionally gives you more chances to win. So the and these outputs over there in the wallet can be considered like a set of these tickets that you have in your wallet. So like you have proportionally more chances. So if I have only one coin and someone have like uh, 100 coin, that person will have 100 more chances uh, to, to win this condition. Um, so uh, we, as we now understand how the stochastic proof of stake works, now we can like consider what, what's the problem with this design when, we, when it comes to hidden amounts. So for hidden amounts that like used in Monero uh, uh, for confidential transactions, amounts are hidden uh, and committed in a person commitments. So we don't have any more it open in, op like in open in blockchain. And the problem with this design uh, is the following, like we cannot use this uh, A means amount here. We cannot use it anymore for uh, network observers, for, for like public network nodes, uh, which are liable, uh, which, uh, which in charge of wallet chain and each, each stake block. So it 
seems to be impossible, impossible to implement. And uh, the solution to the problem is to actually use another approach, to use another inequality to check, to be in check by Alice each time she would like to, to mine a proof of state block. So um, here, like just, just to quick mention, here we have uh, uh, an amount that Alice has for, for instance, for some her, of her output. And uh, this amount A is uh, committed to a person commitment using uh, some random mask F. So this is how it, the classical way to, uh, to hidden, to use a hidden amount in person commitments. So um, you may notice that in this inequality, we are still using A uh, in a like direct form. So what's the point? Because we would like to like get rid of it somehow. And uh, uh, let me show how like how the mass works over there. So for uh, the main idea is to uh, to make this inequality that is very difficult to work like with uh, with the commitments to convert it in equality, and after that to use a homomorphic property of Peterson commitment to uh, to handle it. So as we as here we have like inequality something uh, is less than something some constant value multiplied by a here like we can uh, represent it by an equality when uh, it is uh, d multiplied by a minus some also known value b b a and uh, uh, as soon as we have this uh, limitation on applied on these uh, these variables, we have uh, like the same result with this inequality. And uh, the main idea here is to use range proof that we already have and that uh, is used to make sure that balance is is correct for confidential transactions. So idea here is to use range proofs for value BA uh, to make this inequality trans being transformed to equality, actually. Uh, so so, in, so I'll, I want to give some intuition to this equality that he's, point, he's discussing here. So, so the, in the inequality, we have some number that is less than some big number. And this big number is um, is is a is factored into a so it's a times some number. So we know that we know the the smaller number the um, the hash is is a multiple of a uh, minus some 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 number that's smaller than a. So so. Since since that some number is smaller than a, we can we can expose expose the multiplier. So we the multiplier d, we can expose that publicly, and then perform a range proof subtractive to uh, to to the verifier. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, as soon as we come to this uh, equality, we can rearrange it very simple, just like over there. We have uh, uh, move all the variables to the left side. And uh, the next step, once we go get here, the next step is to uh, make another equality that is looks like very similar to the, to the previous one by using using this assumption so we like introduce another variable we already has we already know these variables d f h and and a and so we like can calculate just just for fun and as soon as we do this we have this equation over there that it looks quite uh, similar, quite similar to previous ones. So it like has um, this property that we actually will be using uh, now. So I would like to mention that uh, in this equality, uh, H is a hash like that we was we were mentioned before that calculated by using this data structure. So this hash could be calculated by anyone who is looking for the blockchain and analyzing this, verifying this proof-of-stake block. Uh, F is a, a special mask that is used in Parisian commitment, and this is hidden and private uh, number, so only sender and, uh, and receiver would, would know this, this amount. A is amount, and so as amount are hidden, the, this value is hidden, and only sender receiver would know it. Uh, variable D would be made public, and uh, for for the last one for B A, uh, we will give a range proof to prove in zero knowledge that its value is less than two to the power of 64. So as soon as we get here, we have this system of like similarly looking equality, and. Uh, here we, we know all these values, and we can uh, multiply each element on, of, of the left side for generator H and for generator G. So these are generator in electric curve that is used. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we have we use standard oh, really? yeah. uh, we use uh, standard electric curve uh, a d two fifty two five five one nine. And for that electric curve, we use standard generator G, and also we have a, like a, some generator H that are uh, that are known that they have no uh, relation between no known relation between them. So uh, when we uh, multiply each um, each uh, each um, each member on the left side by the corresponding generator here and eventually we sorry 
I come up with edit mode somehow. <laughs> I, I don't like to edit my presentation. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. So, and after that, we, uh, as, uh, as these generators are not related to each other in cryptographic uh, term, we can uh, combine this system of two equations into one equation. Like, but uh, this equation will be held uh, in terms of group, group member. So this main equation is shown over there. And uh, for, like, for where we have like a prime and uh, being equal f uh, multiplied by h plus a multiplied by g. A is a commitment that we previously had. So this is a commitment like hidden amount uh, was committed in. And B is a, uh, is a commitment to the value BA that we will be used uh, for range proof. So using this uh, B value, we will be proving that BA is less than 2 to the power of 64. So, so, in the, so what, what we actually did here is we combined these two, and they fa it falls down into A, A prime. These two fall down into D, to A, and these two fall down into B. So A is the original commitment of the UTXO for, that's being staked. And the reason we, we do this is because A and F are part of this equality, but they're, they're both hidden inside of A. So we, we need this, this kind of mirroring strategy with A prime in order to make, make statements about, or in order to uh, homomorphically achieve this subtraction here. Uh, so that's almost all, because uh, this uh, uh, show us how the simplest Zakranum proof uh, could be done. So having this equality, we can reveal D, we can reveal mirror commitment A prime uh, and B. A is already known because A is a main commitment uh, for our output. Then we need to prove that A is a mirror commitment of A prime is a mirror commitment of A. This could easily be done uh, using a kind of Schnorr proof. And also we need to prove that B A is less than a two to the power of sixty-four. So for that we using like uh, range proof, whatever we we need for. And as soon as we make these proofs in zero knowledge. We came to the conclusion that we uh, that this inequality is actually satisfied with like uh, very little ex exclusions, and this actually uh, show us uh, show for like if okay sorry uh, uh, so if we provide this this kind of little knowledge knowledge proofs for our proof of stake block each verifier on the blockchain could check these proofs and then come to the conclusion that this inequality is satisfied. That means that uh, Alice actually won this proof of stake block and she actually is liable 
for giving this proof of stake revert. Mm-hmm. All right, so so we we have some challenges when so the the the, the model we discussed so far is assuming that the UTXO that's staked is directly referenced when um, when when claiming the stake reward. So so the, the the claimer says this is my staked UTXO and here are the proofs about this UTXO. But what if we want to make a ring signature on the UTXO? Which which one was actually actually won the stake? Um, the the block and so the the problem here is that um, when when we make a ring signature in order to hide the ring member on the on the outside on the output of the ring signature you can think there's a pseudo output commitment so it's a masked version of the original UTXO's amount commitment. And this, the the mask used for this this new pseudo commitment is is completely random. So we can't use that mask directly because it could be it could be manipulated by the the staker to win win the condition. Uh, too easy to cheat, as he says here. So what we do is. We make another pseudo output commitment that is diff a little di di constructed differently from um, what we find normally in ring CT. Instead of instead of extending the existing mask, which is on the generator G, we add a new a new generator X to in order to mask the mask the the commitment um, of the of the amount staked UTXO. So putting the mask on a new generator separates it from F, from the, the, the mask F, which is used the, uh, the, the stake uh, uh, wind condition calculation. And so uh, in order to include this, this X, we, we need to make, make Proofs and add some additional information to the the proof system. So what we do, we need to prove that our pseudo output commitment uh, is related to our original uh, commitment by by the mask or by the mask amount or sorry by the by the mask that we added that uh, commitment. Which we do. This is very similar to what we do with uh, ring CT, where we subtract and make a or, and sign on these the subtracted component. But so one thing in this equation is that uh, a, a, AI here it has a has a range proof on it because when you when you create UTXOs, they're they're range proofed as part of the normal transaction construction procedure. So if we if we do C minus a, AI, and then we sign on that subtraction, then we know that um, uh, 
that the subtracted value x here uh, is, is exactly the, ma the mask that has been appended to our amount commitment. And so we need to incorporate this x now into our mirror commitment uh, for the proof of stake proof, or the, the, the staking proof. So let's see here. So right, so this is this is the. Uh, we, we need a more advanced proof in order to show that uh, C prime is the the mirror commitment. So we do we use something called a a two linear composition proof, which you can you can find the details about that in the Zarkana paper. All right, so now that now we can make the the staking proof. That we, so this is very similar to what we did before, but now we have the, the mask X in order to hide, uh, hide the other values so that the verifier cannot reconstruct, um, reconstruct the, uh, what am I looking for? Recon reconstruct the original commitment of the, the staked UTXO. And so we, we include an additional mask X double prime uh, in order to prevent, prevent the verifier from extracting the original amount commitment. Manager pump real quickly. Uh, so basically what we have here is, uh, as Cor mentioned before, that we, for a more complex case when we uh, actually have a decoy set, we need to somehow hide this uh, this commitment and actually here we have the same system like almost the same system that we have for the simplest case but now we uh, actually need to incorporate this additional mask to, to here and uh, here uh, we end up with uh, having a slightly more difficult slightly more complex system to incorporate all these values but like meaningful uh, the meaning of uh, this system is actually the same as we have for the simplest case. Yep. We're just masking everything. <laughs> yeah. And so we have a, a similar equation, but now instead of ending in, in the identity element, we end in the mask X prime. Uh, and I believe we make a proof on that, don't we? Yeah. We see, yes, we prove that F is correct here. So this is doing all the same things that we we discussed earlier, but now with additional masking in there to to hide what we're hide, hide what we're doing without uh, without allowing the, the prover to to violate the the invariance of the system. We achieve the same inequality. Yes. So there are, are there are additional complexities to this system that we that are uh, difficult to get into in this talk because um, of their the level of nuance involved so one 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 key point here is that uh, so in this inequality uh, right, where we go back farther I think Right, so in this equality here, we're exposing D, which is 
we're, so let's see. We're, by exposing D and, and, and knowing that BA is, is, six, is 64 bits, we're, we're essentially uh, leaking some bits of information about the, what is committed to in, a, in the commitment A of our UTXO. So it's possible to actually brute force the, so the sender of the transaction is able to brute force the value A by guessing different values of, of BA, because BA is only 64 bits. So it's, uh, it's uh, what, 63 bits worth of effort to brute force the value, or sorry, to brute force the value of, um, ah, I, I skipped this step. So, so the, the value that value f cannot be zero. So we have to we have to add in a value um, which will include the view the view key. So, um, brute, by get by by guessing b a, you can brute force the value of this of this additional uh, uh, mask that's added in here, which we discussed in the paper, and by brute forcing that value. The, the sender of a transaction who, who is looking at the blockchain and looking at uh, state, state claims can recover the, 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 the staker's view key. And so we have some mitigations for that, to that, which include um, increasing, uh, increasing BA to 128 bits by, by including a multiplier here. So. Actually, we uh, find a way how to make this virtuous attack more complex to uh, rise comp its complexity to an unfeasible level. Uh, but uh, like it's covered in the white paper, um, in the paper, but uh, obviously we won't cover it here in the slides. Yeah, I, I was uh, rereading the paper a week ago and I, I rediscovered this problem, uh, forgetting that we'd already solved it. <laughs> So it's, it's really, it's really uh, impressive to me how we managed to pull together all these uh, proofs and um, adjustments to achieve the, the goal of private proof of stake. Let's see, we have more slide here? Ah, yes, you want to discuss this one? Uh, yeah, here we like have a quite short uh, uh, Slide and showing it. What what actually? How many uh, how many bits uh, and bytes do we have to interpret all these changes to existing proof of stake system that we already have in Zano? And uh, here you can see that we mentioned that using full featured variant of Zarkanum. Full featured means that including all these additional features that making this virtuous attack uh, very complex. And also uh, we we find. Uh, uh, quite find a way how uh, sender uh, receiver anonymity could be broken in like in the native approach to be shown previously and um, uh, he find a very clever way how we actually can get rid of this but uh, like unfortunately the price for for getting rid of of this problem is to append uh, 32 bytes per each output but this is like optional because uh, uh, it, in some designs, uh, 
it could be achieved, this sender receiver anonymity could be achieved uh, in like other way. For instance, like uh, Alice receives some funds from Bob and uh, before staking these funds, staking these outputs uh, to create a new proof of stake blocks, she first sent these outputs to herself and stake these outputs like after, only after this procedure. So it makes be inconvenient for kind of some designs. So th this why we suggested in the paper, we suggested a way how this could be eliminated. So here that we mentioned full feature variant of Zircanum. So in uh, using full featured variant and using a bullet bulletproof plus uh, for range proof, we actually end up with having a 64 multiplied by n uh, plus 896 bytes per signature and like one uh, group element per output. Yes. Thank you. Um, should we get the next slides ready? Great. Any questions from the audience? Can you come? Ruben? So just wondering, um, like, in a very unlikely event that narrow goes to proof of stake, can something like this be used, or would it have to be heavily modified? Especially like maybe with uh, Seraphis or. Yes, so yes, I believe I believe it's compatible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> doing some math in my head. Uh, yes, it's possible. <laughs> I have a question. So. Has this been published anywhere or peer-reviewed yet? Uh, it has been published uh, on EACR in November uh, 2021, I think. And it's actually been reviewed. Uh, actually, we, we have uh, we, we had a feedback from Dr. Sarang on this. Uh, so maybe we like would not would need some more peer reviews on that, but at that moment uh, this is considerable like quite simple design for us, and we try to like cover all all the possibilities that we all, all the issue that we had. So this this design, as I, as I already mentioned, is implemented in uh, Zano at that moment. And we don't have it like live in a minute, but it's live in a testnet since November. So we are making sure that all everything is working well before going live. Thank you. Any other questions? Can you come?
Um, does this have um, any impact on the ability to verify for inflation bugs? Mm, um, sorry, uh, do you mean like we... So the question is: uh, Does it does it, this design helps in like mitigating uh, inflation attack? Mm. So this this is uh, like difficult question. I think this design um, this design is about like winning like making this uh, winning condition making it like proven by zero knowledge and the like main difficulties for us was to prove the inequality using the standard uh, cryptographic uh, elements so as soon as uh, as soon as consensus design and as soon as emission design like allows a limited number of coins to be emitted per proof of stake blocks all other pieces of this design, uh, to my opinion, shouldn't uh, lead to any kind of like inflation. So I, I can see, like here being on stage and looking at the selling, I can see like any possibilities how that could be made. But maybe we need more. So it. it it can if the if the wind condition can be spoofed so anyone can satisfy it uh, without regardless of what amount amounts they have then it's possible for someone to make uh, extremely rapid uh, proof of stake blocks uh, every epoch I suppose so every in every uh, as soon as one stake block is out, you can you can make another one because you immediately satisfy the condition by violating the inequality. So it does depend on the math being right uh, to prevent that situation. Uh, yeah, I would like to add that if uh, such such an event happened, uh, first it would be obvious from uh, like observing the blockchain that number of stake blocks increasing significantly. And at the same time, like in Zana, we have hybrid consensus. So if someone find a, a bridge and uh, find a way how to make proof of stake blocks very easily, it wouldn't be uh, like drastic for like for for Zano, for instance. But if this design uh, would be implemented like in as a proof of stake only model, that would may have some implications. So this. Need, need to be more careful with it, like proof of stake at all. Unfortunately, we're at time. Let's give it up for the Zano team. Thank you, guys.